Hey, it's Coco. And Carly. And sometimes at the Scout Shop. And we are the hosts of Soul Rehab. Each week will inspire you to get back on Blueprint. Through our experiences and journey living through a higher vibration and consciousness. Because ultimately, we are spiritual beings having human experiences. This is your vibrational experience. Now in this moment... We ask you to breathe and hear our words, you see. Imagine you have been traveling through time, through space, in ways that you cannot even perceive right now. But imagine it looks like you have been in a beautiful spaceship crossing the infinite of all the timelines now, sending signals to yourself, a reminder of why you're here now. And you must know that there's various energy points across the grids you know. When the activations come deep from the heart all the way up to the crown and beyond, into your ascended consciousness you know and that is now for there never has been a moment quite like this where the connection and the radio waves we could call it are getting through right now to you to hear us through your coding and through your awareness that you are here now for a purpose far surpassing what your human could even understand you know. And many of you like the pain. Oh, do you ever. You listen to that constant voice that tries to keep you away from the light of which you are that is bursting afar. But no, you are coming back to you from the future now and through the work of others and through the ascension of this planet and yourself, the radio waves have received and have been accepted now for the first time ever. Breathe and feel our words for you have never ever made it this far to receive this reception now so we can hit you on the head with a hammer and use Coco as the vessel to tell you all that it is go time and why are you sitting debating when you can rise and move into the best moments of your human life now for leading into what you would call this weekend on a date that doesn't even have definition or words, but is felt. For many of you are going to flip in a profound way and the go and the jetpack and the energy moving into May and into June and into July is gonna feel like a high that you have never experienced ever in any life. But that is on you and only you. You do not need to do this alone. And if you are trying to, that is your ego. For there is others, 
many, millions across this globe who are in alignment and in purpose, dedicate it to their calling to help you grow. Together, we are better. Coming across the timelines now, from the future to now, to remind you of how powerful you truly are now. Okay, hi everybody. I'm back. <laughs> I love how we just like jumped into it. It's just like, no, 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 the Wizard of Oz, and we're like, this is the episode seventy-one. I mean, Car- I mean, Carly asked, and and they wanted to speak right away, and we had a message to deliver, and and I love it. I can hardly remember what it said, but I remember the feeling about the future to the past. Or radio waves. Radio waves. I mean, that's emotional for me, because like really, we are that energy, you know. There is no linear time, but if we were to look at that way, we've already been here. You know what I mean? And we've come back to do it over again in in this timeline. And um, beautiful message. I just hope everybody like took that in and really felt it. Well, what's interesting when we start to think about it is that today is in calendars. If you're listening to this today or whenever you're listening to this, the date where we're recording this is March 16th. But according to like whose calendar? Yeah. We've literally cre- <laughs> we've literally created this date. Like, are yeah. we going by like you know the old Russian well, calendar? There's different calendars. There's different too. calendars. Exactly. It's so an this, illusion. So this date doesn't really really exist. So yeah. that's what's really fun about this work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And like after last week's episode, you know, how many people hit the snooze alarm? How many people were like, oh crap, like I got to start doing something? And then how many people went back and like snooze? <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's a big moment to kind of like, Let's, did you actually take action after last week? Did you actually like get out of your own way? Did you make changes or did you hit that snooze alarm? Was it too much for you? Right. Yeah. Uh, is this too much? Have you seen that on TikTok? Is this too much? Well, no, I'm just going to kind of talk about um, the energy as a whole, kind of going back to last week's episode because, um, you know, it was a big week for Coco for me personally because I really spoke in a way that I don't necessarily do publicly. You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty me and solid in me. And and if you had sessions with me, like when I'm tapped in, there ain't no hold bars. But to do it publicly like that, it just like hit me because I was like, what the fuck are we even doing? Like we are here for so much more. And the energy last week. Um, was very much of that like matrix. It was the Mm -hmm. red pill, blue pill. So did you take it or was it just so overwhelming for you that you're like, no, I can't do it. And were you present when you listened to that podcast? Did you listen to the things where, you know, I talked about social media. Did you look at your accounts? Did you look at things? Did you really listen? Or did you keep the rose color glasses on for what you think applies for you and not applies for you? Mm -hmm. It was one of the most real, um, truth and raw episodes that took us 70 episodes to get to I think (laughs) but Scott hit it on the nail like did you take it in have you re-listened to it did it trigger the fuck out of you did it light a fire under your ass because I hope it did because it should and as you can see with this opening it's continuing the energy well this month I mean we're we're a couple of days in and the awarenesses that were coming out were crazy Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the, the conversations we were having and the things that we were starting to realize that had shifted or changed or where we had come from were like mind blowing. Mind blowing. And I love you did this amazing quote on your Instagram yesterday where you're like, action is not actionable. 
Um, just a second, I'll find he, it. He can't, <laughs> what did I say? He, he I can't say? fully remember, but yeah, no, I really, really hope that, that everybody Admit. really soaked in last week's episode. And you know, if you're new to the podcast and you randomly find this episode, go back to episode 70. Even if you find us two years from now, whenever you're listening to this episode, if you haven't listened to episode 70, it's time. Mm-hmm. And Scott's quote was, uh, acquiring information is actionable. But it in itself is not action. So you have mm-hmm. to, I mean, gather the information that you need to move forward. But just because you have that information, are you actually moving forward with whatever choices you're trying to get to? Yeah, we always say that too. Like with sessions, it's like coming to sessions isn't doing the work. Coming to sessions sets you up to do the work. Yeah, and I mean the whole 4D spin, okay, is that. It's the information and it's the knowledge. And that's where we stay. We consume that. Like I can just see this flower where it's like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And the flower is constantly eating all that information. But what are you doing about it? You know, and our team and and listening to everybody's personal experiences this week and what people are going through. And I was having a great conversation with Alexia last night where she was like, you know, it's not sunshine and rainbows, like to move into alignment. Like everybody thinks that it just happens out of luck. I had that conversation Mm -hmm. with you, Carly. I was like, do people look at me specifically Coco and be like, you got your house, you built your companies, you created all this. Cause I fucking sat on my thumb in my in my contrast life. And even now you're lucky. And you said people think I'm lucky. Yeah, because in in 3D, it's like, that will never happen for me. That's too hard. So it must have been luck because it's hard to do that. Why would anyone do that? It's hard. That's luck. Well, and we've had a lot of conversations the past week, especially in sessions and amongst ourselves where I was like, do people look at me and Scott specifically? Like, do you guys and honestly think that we're fucking feeding you bullshit? Or lying. Or about lying. The like when I say I blew up my life literally and sat with myself with $25 to my name, like the I'm not sugarcoating that. There's no savings, there's no credit cards, there's no nothing. So when people come to me about lack, I can tell you till the cows come home and I understand that you're not going to learn from it until you walk it yourself, Mm -hmm. but there is examples for you. And I often wonder, I say that to you, like, do people think we're lying to you? I don't think they're lying, but I think they think, and think being the key word here, they think that you're embellishing it to make a point. Yeah. No, when you only have. <laughs> Scott's like, I wish I was embellishing. I, I wish, I wish it was like, yeah, you know what? We we were low on our funds. Like we only had ninety thousand dollars in the account. <laughs> only that. But, we, cash. but we, we didn't really want to spend it. Yeah. yeah. No, it was like shit. Okay, so we. The food bank the, was looking. You said that to me. The one food day. bank was looking awfully good, and it's like I'm not sure what we're gonna do. Like we're really considering like moving back. But what Scott had always said to me. Is was the only way off the three D game board, the matrix. That is all a f- illusion, and 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 then it is, you know, mm-hmm. to keep you stuck in the the pension, the house, the comforts, and all that stuff. Is you have to rise up, and he was like, I don't know where we're going, and this is painful, and this is so challenging, mm-hmm. and you know we would sit in the kitchen and I would sob to him and I'd say, who the fuck does this? Mm -hmm. Like if anyone knew we were doing this right now, they would say we're fucked. Like I feel fucked. And I would say, who does this? And he's like, I don't know 
who does this right now. He's like, but I feel it. I know that we're here for something. I can't give you the language of what. And I would say the same thing to him. And I would say the same thing about us today. That even though we have kind of popped through and we're now building on our consciousness and our foundation, I cannot tell you where we're going exactly. And I'm learning every single day from everyone, including my own work and talking and remembering. Well, I always goes back to, I think we talked about this in earlier episodes or I'm, I know, I feel like I'm fairly confident that I've mentioned, mentioned this before. Either you believe you are a light being here for more. So you have nothing to worry about, or this is it. And then, then again, what are you worrying about? Because as good as your life is right now, that's all you're here for. So yeah. like, why, why are you stressing? Because either your life well, is going to be, and your ego. yeah, well, either you're going to be like, you know, this stressed out for the rest of your life and you should kind of get used to it, or you can, you're here for more and you can just change that and get better. Yeah. I was talking with, um, Tara from our community, Tara, two podcasts, two shout outs in a row. Look at her. She's on fire. But what, what we were discussing is I was saying how the magic of doing the work is the surrender. Yeah, I really love that. Like, that is what everyone's like, well, okay, give me one thing, one thing to do, and that means I'm doing the work. Well, it's freaking surrendering mm -hmm. to everything. Because if you can't surrender to the fact that you don't know how things are going to roll out, then nothing's going to roll out for you. Yeah, and if you can't surrender to the thinking, it's it. this work is brutal for you. It's such a challenge. Because like, you go backwards. You really do. Well, if you're constantly, like, we give you all this, like, mind-blowing information. <laughs> and that's and what it is, mind-blowing. Mind-blowing information compute. about your wounds and where it sits in your body and the imagery that you guys mm -hmm. get is just phenomenal. You know, everybody's always shook, especially their first density session. They're like, Coco, did you know what I do? And I was like, no fucking idea. <laughs> I'm like, you have, like, a denture pan in your body and this is what it looks like but so amazing because that imagery relates to you to then go out and do the work it's like Carly always says with higher self you get that higher self name so that you're not like me in the 12th dimension is pulling down this you know it's the same when you're dealing with your wounds I just was looking at a message of somebody we had last week and she was a dead tree and it was a very emotional session and I did surgery on her and I repotted her and I brought her tree back to life and it was a first for Coco. Carly had her hands and she was helping me and I used Carly's body and I became a fucking son. I don't know. First time ever. And Carly was like, what is like, happening? Is new? And I remember I was all of a sudden, my whole body got warm and I was a sun over top of her and she was bawling in her session as I saw her tree leaves started to go. Yeah. And you know, when you get out and I, ex I explain all this imagery to you, if you can't surrender to that, it's just going to be hard, but you feel it because mm -hmm. you're crying and you don't even know why you're fucking crying, but you feel it because you're remembering who you are. Yesterday we had, um, Carly's sister is, is running now. Yeah. She's been consistent. And I was in session with her and, and I just, I couldn't stop laughing because she was my first insect. <laughs> And all of a sudden I saw these little antennas come out. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And at first I thought she was a plant and then I got an insect. I'm like, I haven't had an insect yet. I haven't had an insect. And I'm just was so excited because now we're getting to the inherent energies of what people yeah. are. And it's a game changer. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Like oh, Carly's a robot. Yeah. And I think that changed your life. It is. And, and I did a post this past weekend on that about when you can understand your inherent, and, and we still don't know the correct lingo. Yeah, this, I don't but know. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
energy race, we'll call it. I don't know if that's correct, but inherently like how your energy operates, that's what changes the game for you. Because now all of a sudden it's like <laughs> everything that you're sensitive to that it makes sense. Like that's adding the logic to it. If like, we're trying to make the intangible tangible for you. So that's why we always work through metaphors and through imagery, because we really want to be able to evoke that feeling in you that otherwise we really couldn't, if you stayed in the thinking mind. So then once yeah. you get this imagery of one, what your wounds look like, but then also what your inherent energy is all of a sudden you're like, okay, everything now I can kind of pinpoint. Whereas before it's very abstract. Very. And like recently, especially this year, like our, our work and me specifically has taken such an overhaul in the fact that, yeah, we're moving into these type of energies and stuff. And I've had plants coming out left and right. I'm repotting people. People are getting their periods like, um, you know, pains and all this stuff because it's these roots that are around and that's ascension and that's going past these borderlines of sanity where you just feel it and you feel it and people are just like bawling and we're feeling it and we're shook because we're like oh my god this is the missing piece because it really is coming to this point now where you are no longer uh, a human you're this light in this human body and that's what everybody's so fucking scared of is the fact that they remember this and that we went through our whole entire your life thinking that we were just a human to live and to die and yeah. Scott hit the nail on the head on the weekend we were driving home and he's like it was the sun was shining it was so beautiful and he goes look at our life he's like you know two prairie kids moved to Kelowna and our conditioning in Saskatchewan was you could only come to Kelowna at 65 when you've spent your whole life to retire here yeah he's like we live in you know, let's call it what it is. It's it's a bougie neighborhood, right? With an expensive home. And he's like, and seemingly to the outside world, we do fuck all. We do nothing. <laughs> he goes, we flipped our life around. We've chose our light for two years solid, every second of every day to be the living proof for this community and humanity as a whole. And he's like, looked at me and he goes, you can't fucking make it up anymore. We're light. Mm -hmm. Because there's no rhyme or reason for it. Well, from thinking yeah and like another thing why you can't think about it is because what we're trying to do and and help show you is basically on the same premise of like you know in some languages there's words that just cannot be directly translated like they just can't like they evoke a feeling this certain word in japanese evokes a feeling so there's no english word to directly translate it to or chinese or italian or whatever that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to translate the language of energy of light into, yeah. of light into like human and yeah. you just you really can't. So we're really doing our best. So then when your ego really tries to be logical about it and think about it, it can't. And then it like overloads and can't compute. Mm -hmm. So you have to just surrender and you have to just don't be like, you know what? Doesn't make sense, but I'm seeing results. So who cares? So are you saying that the English language is limited? Like like a bear is bear? <laughs> that is what I'm saying, yes. <laughs> never, never would I have thought. So while the girls were talking, I always like, you know, we'll leave, we'll drop some like, someone said this much better and I'm not going to pronounce his name because some college <laughs> students will be mad at me with my limited grade three education. But Frederick said, but it is the same with man as with the tree. The more he seeks to rise into the height and light, the more vigorously do his roots struggle earthward downward into the dark, the deep, and he says into the evil, but you know, that's always a relative term. So essentially the more you want to, the more you want to rise, you have to go into those dark places. Yeah, you have to yeah. feel those things. Dig you can't, you can't go up without like going down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a duality in nature of everything. You can't rise. If you're not willing to like admit to the dark stuff, 
then you can't really have the the brightness and the full sunshine. No, and I really want to I really want to talk on that Scott because that was that's been a lot of our conversations the last week about how Scott will always say to me, "Well, people don't want to feel." You know, they yeah. don't want to feel. Um and you know like even like Carly and Scott being that masculine energy, they're very much. It's hard. It's a layer for both of you mm-hmm. to feel and they're both getting they're both working on it, right? Um but we've had some profound sessions the last week and one of them, and she knows who she is. Um, it was her birthday and she came in and it was a really intense session and she really felt it. And I was so proud of her at the end. She was like, old me would have been really triggered and really not taking this, Mm -hmm. but she allowed herself to sit there and feel, Mm -hmm. you know, and there was somebody else last week that came in and is going through a really intense human experience. And she's normally that type of person that doesn't ask us anything past her session very private and she sat down and she cried and at the end I said I'm so proud of you to come in here and just break down within you know your first minute and feel mm-hmm. and feel how about just allow herself to be vulnerable exactly. in front of others which yeah. is something that we as people don't tend to do even like our friends we tend to hide our emotions yeah. from our family we might you know be a little bit more open to but even then lots of times we're still really reserved around our family well we always and it's it's only in moments where we're sitting in our room late at night you know that we're really allowing ourselves to feel to break down and to cry and express those emotions well we always say carly has one of the best personalities but (laughs) but majority of the world doesn't see it because she really keeps her feelings and i call it curated okay (laughs) i curate for my audience but she right her her personality if you knew the carly that we know everybody would want to hang out out with her because some days I'm like wow like who are you because who she is um to the world she really you really do present a different and what's my layer <laughs> yeah control control, control. Yeah. it's her layer and she knows it so she controls her personality in the mm-hmm. outward world and me and Scott really try and push her and be like you have a fantastic personality this is where you need to do the unwinding yeah. so Carly's com- a prime it, example of it, it comes out a lot more on the podcast yeah. but you guys miss a lot of the stuff behind the scenes like yeah. she gets really crazy and it's <laughs> so much fun yes but that's an example like you guys all look at us and think that we quote unquote made it but we're not we're going through all of our stuff but one of the big things is we are allow we allow ourselves to feel and if i can really emphasize on the trajectory of my journey um you know, and I've had lots of conversations about this in the last week because, again, I know that people probably look at me and think like, oh, Coco can access or Coco is this. Like, I've just done the work in other lifetimes and all of this. But Scott had said this to me when I was going through it, you know, that year, year and a half that I really kind of, you know, um, however the time long the time frame was. And he would say to me, you fucking feel. He says, you feel it 10 ways over again. But you know what? I'm so glad that I do. Because right now, like, for example, a layer that used to consume me was asking for help, especially Mm -hmm. with money, you know? So when we had to call my mom and say, hey, can I have, you know, $1,000 for rent? That would rock me to the core. From the head to the toe, I would have panic attacks and just lose it. Right now, I could call my mom on speakerphone and ask her for money and wouldn't even be pinged. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I felt it Mm -hmm. in the depths of the layers because I knew that I was done living that way. And that's where a lot of you guys 
get stuck is because you don't want to feel it or you want to sugarcoat it and you want to, you know, put those glasses on to make it seem like it's something that it's not. And that's okay. But that's been a lot of the conversation. And another big thing is how many of you guys realize you're a dabbler? <laughs> okay, so my favorite Today we got e- an email. This, no, yeah. but even like this whole yeah. week, like I appreciate everyone that reached out to us since that yeah. podcast and really do want to start making that shift from being a dabbler mm-hmm. to not. Like kudos to you guys big time. because also like as someone who doesn't like to be vulnerable, if someone was like, oh my God, you're being a dabbler, I'd be like, no. <laughs> I'm not and then I wouldn't reach out because if I reach out it shows that I'm a dabbler <laughs> yes, you know what I mean yes yes so I give kudos to everyone that reached out and we're so happy for you but my favorite email <laughs> that I got is it literally started with hey I'm what did she say no, she goes um from a dilly dabbler but like all in caps like dilly dabbler was like the subject line or something mm-hmm. I was like this is amazing yeah you sent it to me this yes. morning and she opened it something like Hey, it's me, a dilly dabbler. Yes, and I yes. was like, oh my God, who is this? Like, it was a, somebody we don't even know yeah. that wants to work with us. And I was yeah. like, now that's the type of freaking <laughs> language I like is we're just owning our shit, being like, I, and she's like, I haven't done fuck all. Literally. And in the last year or two, slapping me in the yeah, face. Yeah. And March is slapping me in the face. And that's what we're here for, you know? We're here because we get it, right? Like, I dilly dabbled. You know, I woke up to Coco in 2016 and I dilly dabbled. Well, I didn't know who to go to, what to do. Yeah. And I would be like, oh, I'm doing all the things. You guys, I fucking wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. I maybe, you know, listened to the, I didn't even listen to a pop. I listened to Oprah soul things. Super soul Sunday. Super soul and thought I was doing something and then meditated. And I was like, why is nothing changing? For right? me, it was like, I do yoga. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you're an athlete and you exercise. Yeah, right? Very spiritual of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Scott? Scott? Uh, I read books and yeah. stuff. Uh, not, not much has really changed since I like watch seven. Marvel. <laughs> I'm just... You've had I, radical change in the last year because you got done dilly-dabbling too. Well, I've been really open to the ideas of things for a super long time. I'm just probably more recently starting to put more things into action. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like the knowledge and stuff is there and I'm just starting to act more on it. I'm actually just trying to be more vocal and express the ideas and stuff that I have and trying to like find a balance between things. Like, I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, you kind of know that I've been actually been posting a heck of a lot more. And a lot of that is like, I really like the aesthetics that the girls have been putting out on their Instagram. And I've kind of just been trying to follow suit and have fun with it because that's more fun for me rather than trying like, you know, follow the pattern, but just mm-hmm. kind of like be more myself and what I want to see on there. So that's kind of what I've been trying to do. So just putting myself out there more. Well, and that's feeling versus thinking. Yes. Like thinking would tell you your Instagram needs to look a certain way, but your feeling is I want to have fun while I'm doing this. Yeah. Well, and even Scott in the last week discussions where he's like, I canceled my gym membership because you know, that's it. Like, that's a huge thing for him because that's been the one thing he's been able to control in the eight years that I've known him. And now it's like, I want to bike, hike and swim, you know, like I just want to enjoy being Mm -hmm. versus this, like, oh, I go to the gym for three hours in the morning because I can control that. And then, you know, then I hike, then I do this. Like he really wants to be and heal himself from the inside out and birth out his breathing and all that. Exactly. Well, like as much as I enjoy the gym, it was really limiting everything else that I want to do like the biking the hiking and one thing that I've noticed because it's been about 
two weeks, maybe three weeks since I haven't been to the gym since I fell and kind of broke my neck and didn't break my <laughs> neck. Um, I'm actually, according to my watch, I'm still burning like the same amount of calories. Like I'm still somewhere in like that 32 to 4,000 range without going to the gym. Yeah. Bean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just like wandering around, just like exploring, getting lost in the day. Yeah. So I really wanted to also talk about like just the pivot that is taking place um, as a whole. Cause I know like all of you guys are thirsty for knowledge <laughs> and like um, understanding kind of what's going on. So I think that this is also a really good um, episode with the awareness of how this opened, you know, and how um, the guides had said, like, we're coming from the future to the past. And this is the first time that that frequency has gotten through because of the work of, of all of us, you know, to break through to get us here now. And the easiest way that I can simplify this is, you know, the world of Planet Coco, okay? Mm-hmm. And the air supply and what is going on grid here with that. And I also, you know, I know that when you listen to it, your ego can grab onto that too. It's just crazy how the ego can grab onto it and be like, oh my God, I'm not in this or I'm not doing it. But I'm using my world as an example. If you don't work with us and you have other mentors, great, you know, uh, no judgment there, mm-hmm. but I want to explain how profound it is what is taking place. So through the information and the work that I have been going through, I have been getting the remembering and the awareness that we are now into a human lifespan that is going past 110 years. And that's a lot. So take that in. And that is us doing the work internally with our DNA, with ourselves, and just living in this higher frequency in these templates that I spend my day and my mornings doing. And it's just a lot. So what is happening, and I'm seeing it so fast, is when you're committed and steadfast, it's like a lot of you guys are just getting on grid and moving into what we would call your purpose. And there's higher self Mm 1.0, all the Mm 2.0, 100.0 as you refine and as you do this. But as we kind of touched on um, just briefly, everyone has this inherent energy behind them. And I'm finding out who everybody kind of is. We have the robots. We have the plants. Now we have the insects. Fairies. The, oh, we have a fairy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that changes everything. And then when you look at people, you're like, that's oh, all my God, see. that's all you see. <laughs> and you understand why your aches and your pains are a certain way, why things are the way they are. And you're able to live an optimized human life when you understand mm-hmm. your energy first. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is what this awareness of this month has really hit us on the head with mm-hmm. that we're past 1-800 Miss Cleo. Mm-hmm. We're honestly past dealing with even past lives. If it comes up, it's great, but we are so beyond that. It's like that clearing was done in the 4D spin. Yes, we deal with it at times, especially someone like a Alexia, when she's toning, she might go into a past life to move the cells out, but we are past it, people. Mm -hmm. And this is why this work is so life-changing, is you want to have the aligned life. You're feeling that heartbeat in you, but you can't understand what it is, and this is why. Carly had surgery for the first time on Friday. (laughs) Scott, shook. shook. Scott needs to have it. I've had the nudge three times, but I just haven't had a moment to deal with his stomach. Um, But anyways, Carly, why don't you share with the people your experience of surgery? Because I've been having surgery since probably last June or July. Yeah. It's nothing new for me, but 
and, you. and honestly, it's nothing new in the sense of me knowing about it. Yes. But again, like we said earlier, until you experience it for yourself, it's very difficult <laughs> to like even feel it mm-hmm. when you can't even think it. You know and, what I mean? And, like and, it's and the word surgery, even like I just again a metaphor for what's yes, going on. Like I don't it's, really know, but anyways. I really want you to share your experience. And when you guys get to this point, you will have surgeries because um, Carly had surgery because she's birthing out or had birthed out her planet. Mm -hmm. Was that? Oh, no. Mm -hmm. And then your like body was coming on grid. Yeah. So so I don't know if we've talked about the progression before. Yeah. So do you want to speak about the progression first or... Yeah, maybe let's, okay. let's talk about that because I don't think we've ever really Publicly talked about it. it. Maybe in sessions. Yes. But, okay, so but it's no. time. Yeah. So the reason why everybody, um, we're really pushing you guys all to do the work is, especially in our world, this is what happens, okay? Everybody is on their ascension. So you are coded to find the mentors and the people that resonate with you. Those that, using me as an example, have kind of come on grid before, cleared the path, and are now in that constant everyday alignment and blueprint of their life. You know, I'm not made it. I do work every single morning, every day, whenever I get called. Okay. So I, like all of you started as the human living the human life Mm -hmm. and thinking that this was it, all the external things, you know, you're going to hear about my story in my book. It's going to be this fall. You're going to be sick of it. It's just finally all of it is out. Mm But then I remembered I was something more. So in that kind of space, everybody starts to do the the beginning work, okay? And that is, you know, getting coded, like Scott always says, lights on. All of a sudden you realize like something more is happening. Then you find a mentor, and I'm going to use me as an example. You come and see me in person or on soul print, and your first, very first experience is density. And I call it density because I literally work on your body, and I tell you where your core wounds are on your body, which is absolutely the most life-changing moment in your life. Mm -hmm. Because all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, that's why I was the way I was (laughs) in that relationship or this or that or your whole entire life. Mm -hmm. You get the imagery to then um, start doing the actionable work in in your real life well your wounds are literally the fuel for any spin that you have right that's what your ego pulls on so until you know what your core wounds are you're literally that chicken running around without a head 100 (laughs) percent so us as a team we only knew our core wound we didn't know our symptom so a lot of people are getting a symptom okay and symptoms i'm noticing come on around the age of 16 to 21 and usually that's when we kind of move into our adult life with you know opposite sex, same sex, relationships, whatever, and you will develop your symptom, which will be masculine or feminine. So what happens is you have your core wound, then you have your symptom, and then we're able to help you understand this whole entire world, okay? Mm -hmm. And then as you do the work, you progressionally move up, and you move up to usually right underneath your breastbone, and I can usually, in person, you have a massive heartbeat. Um, If anyone's worked with me, they know that the heartbeats come on strong in your body, and that means that you're giving your power away to your thoughts, okay? You're dealing with your core wound um, internally. That's where most of us stay. Then there's a whole other world of when... 
you all of a sudden get into your own air supply of your planet. And these are again, all more metaphors, but when you get into your air supply, like life starts to change because you're breathing the air supply of planet cocoa plus your own air supply. Then you get into your own planet. Mm -hmm. And that at that point, when you're integrated in your own planet, it's a real pivotal moment. Well, that's when you really do start embodying 5D in 3D. Yeah. So up until that point, a lot of it is like the internal wound work, the internal work. And then once you get onto your planet, that's when you start living differently in human. Yeah. And you just, you embody it. You just be instead of talking about Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And talking about it would be like that 4D spin where you kind of, you've quit talking about it now and you just almost like you care, but you no longer care. And you're just like, well, this is me now. This is me. This is a hundred percent who I am. And all the different faces that you start to show people start to slowly fade away and you start to show everyone the same face. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's really good, Scott. Mm -hmm. That's what kind of happens at your planet is. And then you realize when you start integrating into your planet that all the external things that you had, like even me, like Skylar and June being my top guides, I don't see them as external anymore. I see them as internal. Mm -hmm. So when I told Scott that he's like, welcome, welcome. (laughs) Sensei. Sensei Scott (laughs) has been living this way for years, but I have conversations with them internally instead of having to um, see them externally for my ego, right? Because that's that transition. That's that transition, right? So once you get gridded into your own planet system, you are living in your own planet within 3d, right? So everybody gets their own planet in a color that's so them. And when people find their planets and, and most of the time it's in session and I help them get in, I ball because it's so emotional. And I'm always like after, I'm like, oh my God, that color is so you. We have York in our community and he had matte black. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like that is so you, like everyone's colors inherently them. I had um, somebody last week and she was fighting. And I was like, you are not magenta. Like you are not magenta, right? Um, but as soon as I got her into her air, I was like, that's so her. And I was at home sense on the weekend and I saw her color. It was like this gray. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so her. So you get into your own planet and like Scott says, you don't talk about it. You just are, you just know that you are, you know, basically that light now living within the 3d. So how I always see it is just like overlay. It's like, there's this whole entire planet sitting within earth and you're in that planet. Mm-hmm. Right. So then what happens is there's just so much work that goes on in that kind of space. I can't, it it could be 10 sessions for all I know, right? Everybody's different. Lots of surgeries start happening then. That's when your inherent energy start coming on grid, all this stuff. And then you move into what we're dealing with, which is the birth out physical of your planet. Mm -hmm. So Coco has been going through this since last July. Um, My planet birthed out, God, maybe in January, and literally that is a whole topic that I can't even get into because it's just, ew. Um, And my body now is, my, my light body is coming on grid. So this is where we talk about the surrender because my body is shaping internally and how you explain it is always so good. Um, the cookie cutter situation. Mm -hmm. So we would normally as humans do it externally, we would go get the tummy tucks, you know, Mm -hmm. we'd go get the boob jobs, we'd go, you know, work out to create that intensity. But now what happens is we do it through creation, through neutrons and molecules Mm -hmm. and internally and DNA for it to come out into physical in ways 
that are going to blow your mind. And it's happening fast. Like my body, I mean, one percenter Coke over here, you guys, it's like Kim K vibes. Um, and Carly, how do you explain it with the cookie cutter? I love that. Yeah. So basically, I always say like picture your light um, as a light and then like a metal cookie cutter in the shape of a body of whatever form that is to you. And it literally goes into the light and anything on the outside of the cookie cutter just falls away. Yeah. So if you think of your body, it's like you have your, your density body, then you have this light cookie cutter that comes into your density body and everything outside of that just literally falls away. Mm-hmm. Like when you're making cookies, you peel out the outside. That's what's happening. And then it comes into the physical. So in my world, I have, and and you know what? This is, again, where I'm being real and your mind has to go away. But I have drains. I have stitches. Um, Alexia was here on the weekend and I was uh, mentoring her a little bit. And then she worked on me and had to remove my drains. And the crazy thing is, is I can feel my drains. Mm -hmm. Like I know when they're full and I can see the stitches and then the bloating in my physical body. It, It is absolutely beyond this world where we're moving to. And this is why the call is so strong. This is why this awareness is up a level because our work is so profound and you can't do this by dabbling. Mm-mm. You can't. Like I had somebody last night ask me being like, oh, well, what can I do until I see you again? I'm like, honestly, I have no idea. I haven't seen you in six months. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where you are at. And that's why, you know, we're getting steadfast in this awareness where it's like things are happening so fast. If you're dedicated, it's crazy. And that's what's happening. I'm going to go back to Carly about the surgery, but what is also coming to me is the air supply. So on last week's episode, we talked about our daughter and how, you know, that wave kind of hit me and I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I gave her one hour of my air and I said to her yesterday, I'm like, you're fucking high on my supply. And she's like, (laughs) Like literally she is buzzing around the house, doing all these chores, doing all these things. And she was sitting in her room for the last three months. Yeah, literally, literally sitting in a room in the last three months, not doing anything, fighting us. Well, fighting me because I was usually the one who tried to go down yeah. there and deal with her. And dark, dark, dense, right, Carly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I finally, um, after last week's episode, I was like, I can't live like this. Like my planet's out in orbit. The tracks are coming around. I'm going to go and give her my air supply. And now we're a week in and I'm like, you can't make up the, the air supply. This is how profound it is. So again, we kind of got sidetracked to explain it all to you guys, but this is the awareness and this is the, us laying down how profound you really are and Carly's experience with her surgery. I think you guys will all love this because I know everybody <laughs> loves the knowledge. Well, it is just, again, coming back to what I feel like has now become the theme of this podcast, which is the surrender. Yeah. Because with everything, like even listening to Coco talk about dreams, like if you can't surrender to the fact that that makes no sense, it no makes sense. no sense. It literally does. We, we, know we laugh about it It all makes the time. no sense. But it's real. Yes. Like it's happening. And like real mm-hmm. again is such a like term that you can interpret it in so many ways, but it's a reality for us. And mm-hmm. so that's why it's real. Yeah. So and any, many of you. And many. That's many. why millions, but nobody has those people that can say to them, We we see you, we get yes. you. That's why so many of you guys are are listening to this podcast around the world. This is why so many of you guys are coming and doing the work because 
it's clicking Mm -hmm. and you're remembering. And again, Carly, I got a segue (laughs) before we get to your surgery. Yesterday in session, we were talking because we also have screens, okay? And these screens pull up and you can see everything. And in session- like minority report screens. Yeah, literally. Um, And somebody in session had said to me yesterday, oh my God, like I'm thinking I'm literally going to see things like this glass, like like a dense object. And I said, no, what level you get to once you clear yourself out is like right now, even talking, I can be in another room right now walking through that room while I'm having a conversation with you because I can see it. Mm -hmm. It's not in a physical dense object, but I can see it. Mm -hmm. So lots of us have these screens that are coming on grid. And I know somebody last week in session was so shook because we told her, we're like, you've been narrating your screen your entire life. Yeah, not your thoughts. It's like when you have the TV on in the background, you like look over and there's something going on, but you're still present in what you're doing. Like that's kind of what seeing is like. You can see like it's an overlay of what's going on. Yeah. And what people need to understand what we're talking about right now is the definition of multidimensional living. Mm-hmm. So for example, when I gave my daughter an hour of the air last week, all of a sudden I come upstairs, I go to my phone and Alexia texts me. He's like, what were you just doing? And I said, oh, I was mentoring Megan and giving her some air and she's like well I got the call to go to the tub and all of a sudden you're doing surgery on me and I go that's multi-dimensional living and that's where you guys have to really surrender to this and this is where the magic happens so again Carly surgery <laughs> now I'm like how do I segue back to this appropriately and okay, keep so everyone interested <laughs> here's something that always that I'm going to just throw out there with people having difficulty with the imagined. Yeah. How many times have you imagined something bad happen? Coco used to imagine my death all the time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that's what she was oh, picturing. Literally. And think about that spin because she's like, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing yeah. it. It's yeah. happening. So she, my ego wasn't so clear you can yeah. You can picture these things in your head. You can have these conversations with it. Can you, Scott? Because yeah. you're not as like, third like, eye like, as Kurt. Like stress... And we're going to, this might be, um, stress really is like imaginary. Mm-hmm. A lot of stress. I mean, a lot of mental stress can be imaginary that we put on to like through our jobs. I don't want to say like everything that's being very broad, but a lot of it where stress that we feeling is imagined. It's things that it's things and stories we've created in our head from the past. Yeah. So if you can create a negative story in your head, Who's to say you can't create a positive story in your head? Who says you can't create the feeling of drains in your body and fluid draining out of them? Who's to say? Who's saying you can't? You can imagine everything else. Yeah, and that's that's a power of creation. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's the, the key then is like changing the definition of imagine. Yeah. Because imagine is very like, oh, you're such a daydreamer. It's not real. When you say imagine, it's coming with the connotation that it's not real. It's coming to... And this is kind of clicking for me now. It's coming to the creation and how powerful we really mm-hmm. are. What, and the guides always do that. They'll say, imagine you're yes. sitting on a deck or imagine because that's how powerful we are. You are then creating that timeline to go there. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. And so when Carly, we're going to screw back because I can hear everybody <laughs> going being like, tell us about Carly's surgery. And this is where we're talking about the imagine situation. Right. But then she felt it in her body and she was shook. 
Yeah. Well, and this again is a thing is like, I do this work. I'm in everyone's session. I help facilitate these sessions, but I had never really had a full on quote unquote, what we call surgery. Yeah. I had had work done and all that, but nothing where like, if you were to see Coco, she literally looks like she's got like a scalpel <laughs> and she's like slicing. Literally. It's really interesting and to if watch. And if I had, if, if, if I could explain what I see to you guys, I'm, I'm like, sometimes Carly thinks I'm going to puke. Oh, like if she's like slicing something open and something's coming out, I know something's coming yeah, out. Yeah, yesterday I had an anthill. She'll literally put her shirt <laughs> over her nose when she's working on some people. I'm like, if they were to wake up right now, like open their eyes, they'd be insulted because you'd be like, you they stink. You don't really, but you know. Oh my God, I yeah. love it. We would be in the mental institution 1960 vibes like right now. Like if anyone wants to do a reality TV show with us, like you want good ratings. Yeah. Like, we got it. We, we got, got it. it. We got it. So anyway, so it was Friday. I had my surgery. And what my surgery was, it was prepping my dense body for the cookie cutter that's happening now for my holographic body yeah. because we have the planet out of my body. Segwaying back, really funny story. When Coco was looking for my planet, <laughs> yeah. there was a little bit of a panic I could feel. Be like, it's not here. Where is I it? I couldn't find not it. Not in her body. Where's her planet? And it never even dawned on me that she had burnt it out. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, so yeah, so like straight up surgery. And and in this sense, it was like a plastic surgery because you were literally like shaping my body, cutting away the pieces that no longer needed to be there. Yeah, I had strings on the side that I was pulling up to kind of give her a butt lift. I know this sounds, again, I know this sounds fucking crazy, but I was pulling the strings up. I had cut almost like a square in your stomach, Mm -hmm. pulled things back, did this whole entire thing. I could see and prep I could see your light body. Yes. Like, that's how I see it. I don't see the human anymore. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. And so I had said to her when she was done, I said, you might feel some pain. And I was like, okay. Like, like she literally brushed me off. Yeah, well, because I was like, I've had density done before, yeah. like, and multiple times. So I was like, this is nothing. So then, then that <laughs> night I got home and I was like, it feels like there's like a block, right? Like a block of something in my system, like right above my left like hip flexor and I was like whatever and I wake up the next morning and I like go pee and like to sit down <laughs> was an ish I was like what did I do and then of course what was my ego do goes straight to oh you worked out and did a full body workout yesterday yeah you and don't even go to the surgery I didn't even think ever. about it nobody does you didn't go think, through your think. yeah you go through your day thinking literally what did I do to feel this strain and then you go through everything and you're like Oh my God. Well, no. And literally. what's even more messed up is I was, my ego was trying to block that surgery so much that then it goes, well, you had a shamrock shake for lunch yesterday. So that's your dairy allergy. <laughs> I haven't had a dairy allergy in a year and a half. Why would it all of a sudden, because I had a shamrock shake on a Friday afternoon, cause me to have pain when I have to sit down to pee. Like it just doesn't make sense. So then it took me a while and I was like, Oh my God, the exact point that I have the quote unquote pain or that blockage feeling right now is literally where the strings were that Coco was pulling. And what's even more amazing is this surgery work that was done was not done on my body. Like she wasn't even really slicing on my body. She wasn't pressing my body. She was in my energetic field. So the fact that it was in the exact same spot (laughs) on my physical body, where in my energetic field she was working, I was like, Again, then my ego's like, well, you should know better, Carly. You do this work every day. So there is a little all, bit of a spin. All weekend, she kept texting me. I'm being like, like I'm shook. This. And then she's like, I don't know. I have so much pain. You're going to have to look at me tomorrow. I think I might need drain. <laughs> and then yesterday, she's like, oh, by the way, I'm good. I feel I'm great. Fine. I'm fantastic. <laughs> but this is the yes. level of our work now. And if I really wanted to sit down and try and think about it and logically figure out why... 
it would create a spin as well because yeah. I would go to all these like external things, but then my ego would fight and be like, well, that's not it. So then what you can't, you can't think it. You can't. And I mean, Alexia had surgery last Friday too, or two Fridays ago. And she said the same story yeah. as you. And I had somebody a couple weeks ago and I had, um, she had a rope around her neck and I had basically like cut it and really removed it. And then she had emailed Carly the next day and was like, I went through the whole scan of what I did the day yeah. before. And then I remembered at six o'clock I had a session with you and it was all to do with what we released. Yeah. And then I saw her a few weeks later and she's like, I laughed so hard. And she's a therapist in the 3D. Yeah. And she was like, I laughed so hard because I was like, wow, the impact of the removal of the energy mm -hmm. and her too. I'm working a lot in the field now, right? So the field is crazy because we carry all of this in our energetic field and I'm doing all these surgeries and all these things and then it goes down into your dense body to remove this this is how powerful we are and like scott even him sitting here right now i've i've gotten probably six nudges to deal with his, to stomach. Deal with his stomach i feel like we should do a live on air surgery oh, don't say that now we're gonna get dms when's the live on air surgery live stream facebook <laughs> miss cleo that's cleo. miss cleo but what came up yesterday was actually my sister that said it she said if all of this work can be done internally without these physical surgeries yeah. Why wouldn't you want to do it? Mm -hmm. This is easier. As soon as you surrender to the fact that it doesn't make logical sense, it's actually an easier process for you to achieve what you want to achieve than having to go externally to then hustle for it. Yeah. So someone like your sister, and I know she'd be fine with us sharing this, yeah. is I, she was the one that had the ant tail yesterday. And you yes, guys, the ant emoji on the cell phone is super, super cute. It yes. has little antennas. Well, they didn't look like that yesterday. <laughs> and her, and her ant tail in quantum, you guys, was just unbelievable and I took it and I prepped myself because I was like I have to literally slice this anthill open and millions and millions of fucking ants are going to come yes. through so I sliced it open and the ants all came out it was just like I'm seeing it right now and I could get I could get gaggy <laughs> and all of a sudden I pushed down on her stomach where she has celiac and it the release in her body Mm -hmm. was astronomical it was like flat as a fucking pancake her whole entire body relaxed and, and she I, suffers from bloat because of yes this. and i started crying because i knew that we had just released her celiac and quantum mm -hmm. and when i came out i was like shannon by the end of summer you're eating a mcdonald's cheeseburger no problems and it's like i'm like that's going to be a huge pivot for you because yeah. That is you healing your wounds and everything from the inside out. And so that's the profoundness of this work, you guys, is you're doing this. I'm just the body that helps facilitate it to heal. And I mean, Scott is another example of that where it was like he had to go through all the linear things, the doctors and the specialists for his estrogen. And I feel that once I have a session this week, it's pretty much gone. I know last time they said it was something like 30 days and you reversed it. And you're... you're you're not even the same human mm -hmm. that you were. And Scott's light body looks like teenage <laughs> teenage mutant ninja turtle <laughs> abs going on. So I think he'll take the the internal way as well instead of all those years of trying to get the abs. And this isn't a vain thing. This isn't an ego thing. It's our light bodies help us sustain the frequency that we're here to embody. That's what you guys need to understand. Well, yeah. Is, is when our light bodies come on grid, we're so powerful that we're like, well, we need to have our light bodies. We need to live and sustain this higher frequency. So we might as well 
create our human life physique the way that we wanted it in the first place. Do well, you and, see? And also the that is inherently how your human was designed, but through your wounds, you yes. then pick up bad eating habits and all these external, you drink, you do the drugs, you party, you yeah. stress, you have the job you You hate. consume. All of these con- pieces of consumption that then do wear on the physical dense body, right? Mm-hmm. So as soon as you start to reverse the inside and those habits change, the physical body it would look like that. Like if you look at someone that doesn't drink, that works out, that does all the things, they have these bodies that we're creating, but they've done it through 3D. Yes. But it's it's the health factor, right? So now we're just getting more healthy from the inside versus the external. We're action. healing from the inside exactly. out in ways that in ways that society is missing out on, as far as I'm concerned. And that's why you will live longer. Yes. Right? Because when you're healed from the inside, the external physical body is healthy and can sustain long periods of life. Yeah, because the DNA and the cells in the inside are constantly recalibrating in ways that I'm just remembering and learning to be able to teach it. And then as your planet bursts out as Carly and Scott had to simplify it for me multiple times because I could not grasp it, is our planet then circulars around our... Orbits? Sorry. Orbits around our body. Yes. Because it goes back to the... new. What did you guys say? Well, there's like atoms and neutrons. So you have like the middle of the cell and then I think it's an electron that goes around it. Please don't quote me on this. It's one of those words. Then rotates around the atom, right? That's your planet. So you're the center and your planet, once you birth it out, rotates and orbits around you. But that diameter of your rotation of the planet... That's when you have the instant manifestation happen because anything that you, that planet encompasses within that rotation Mm -hmm. is what's instantly manifested for you. So as you increase your consciousness, as you raise your frequency, the diameter and radius of your planet's orbit gets larger and larger and larger. So then as a community, as a solar system, we get larger and larger and that's how we then combine with others and then we engulf the entire earth. Yes, and some new knowledge that I got on the weekend too when Alexia worked on me, um, she worked on my back and I said, oh yeah, that's where I had pain from lack. And she's like, there's no lack there anymore. You have a mess on your tracks. And I was mm. like, oh, I love this where she cleaned up the mess because so the my planet, track. my orbital track doesn't mm-hmm. all of a sudden stop my, my creation sure. because when my planet is dead center, every single time that our planet is dead center, we're in zero point field mm-hmm. and that whole entire orbit allows for creation. Mm-hmm. So this is advanced. I get it, but I'm sharing it because I feel that everybody needs to start understanding why we're so freaking serious and why the guides opened up this entire podcast with being serious. Mm -hmm. And there's just been so much awareness and really, you know, accepting our light and being so strong in it. And I know Scott's on the layer and we love it this last week, been watching him of how Sensei Scott, you know, um, is accepting his light, but it's everybody as a whole, the impact as as we are individually and better together. And this is why everything has to start going up a level. Mm -hmm. It does because the dabbling, the spiritual dabbling has been going on for eons. Okay. It has like, it's crazy. Um, it's, it's no longer, you can't carry your light anymore. If you're carrying your light, it's hard. You have to embody your light. And it goes back to my energy report. For March, you guys, we're in that week that the energy report talked about. If you're in the middle, shit is hard. Okay, if you're getting smacked in the face, ask yourself why? Why? And like Scott, they're kind of saying to me, like, is there any insight you can give to people on how to know 
if they're in the middle? Like, what is the awareness for people to understand? Like, I feel like some people don't really even know if they're dabbling. Does that make sense? Which mm-hmm. is which is hard for us as a team because it's so defined for us. Mm-hmm. But I feel like some people don't even know if they're dabbling. Because I know from last week's episode, it would have hit a lot of you being like, well, I'm coming regularly or I'm not or I listen. To, and you would have really had a spin perhaps mm-hmm. about being like, am I dabbling? Oh my God, I don't want to be a dabbler. I'm, I'm really committed to this. You know, I feel that you maybe need to share because Scott always has like the good insider, either one of you guys. How do you know that you're not a dabbler? I mean, questioning that well, as a whole well, is... Yeah, like I can say like, you know, you're not a dabbler if that didn't ping at you. Yes. Like if you were like, oh my gosh, great podcast. Like this has really motivated me. Then I would say you're not a dabbler. Yeah, a lot but of the, like if you are a dabbler and you don't know, I'm going to leave that to Scott. I, okay. So <laughs> yes. just the uh, piggyback of Carly's, I would say if you asked yourself, you'd be like, am I a dabbler? And you reflected on yourself, you'd be like, no, like I, I have the regular sessions. I'm kind of aware. I'm kind of doing the work. I have a mentor of some sort or yeah. Yeah. And then you could be like, yeah, okay, no, I'm good. But I think it's okay to question yourself. But I think the analogy that I was kind of bouncing around in my head here, the one that a lot of people can probably relate to is, is food because we all eat. And the one that pops in my head, and hopefully I get this right and I'm nervous about saying it out there now, is you have people that go out there and they just eat. They eat whatever they want to eat and they're completely unaware of what they're eating. Mm-hmm. Then you have people who are like chronic dieters. They're always bouncing from one diet to another, which I kind of feel like is like the 4D spin. They're yeah. always dieting. They're always trying to like change looking their shape. For results. They're always looking yeah. for results. They're always kind of doing a work. Yes. And then uh, this term kind of got coined a few years ago. And it's something I think we really tried to inhabit inha- is it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle change. Rather than like restricting yourself and eliminating things and being unhappy with what you're eating, you're actually eating more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Aligned. More more aligned. So like you're not denying yourself like the one candy bar, but yes, you're not having 10. You know, you're not eliminating things and being unhappy because you're being restricted. The the base, the base, okay, that's a great analogy, Scott. I knew you'd be able to. The base of the it's a lifestyle is you, the foundation is it doesn't change well you know you're not a dilly dabbler when you're doing work every day yes you're you're a dabbler if you make an appointment and you do it during the appointment that's dabbling yes if you are day by day second by second being like is that my wound is it not am i being triggered how am i you know am i think making a decision from feeling if that's the lifestyle that's the every single day yeah and what also came to me too you know you're not dilly dabbling is if you look back even a year from now. So if you use us specifically, like since you came to Nights with Coco, since you started listening to this podcast, since you started doing any work, has anything changed? Mm-hmm. Because in our world, literally, if you dedicate yourself to it, there's you you can look back to last week and be like, what the hell? Well, literally, like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Things will change in two weeks. People that come every four weeks, they're yes. like, I don't even know who I was last yes. session. So that's how you know you're a dilly dabbler. 
right? Period. Yeah. Is it's like, if there's no growth and like, I love the analogy that you said in the, the middle there, where you would say the 4d spin, the, the next diet, the next the thing, fad. The, the next fad, that's the 4d spin. Mm-hmm. What course, what manifestation thing can I do? What moon ritual can I do? What, yeah. what, 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 what? And we have somebody who just joined soul print last week and is like, I've done all the fucking things in the 40 spin, she's like, now I know it's the yeah. 40 spin. And she's like, I'm actually worse than where I was even two years ago. Mm-hmm. Nothing is changing. But That's, you spent a lot of money. But you spent a lot of money <laughs> and a lot of people in the 40 spin are selling you, selling you, mm-hmm. selling you. They're talk therapying you. They're, they're doing all the things for their gain. Mm-hmm. And there was somebody too on Soul Print that, and this just came to me because when Carly, um, when Carly came over today, I was talking to her about the book research that I was doing in the 3D, you know, and I was like, oh my God, I have such a rash about it. Like, it's just gross. And I was talking to somebody on Soul Print about, um, and I don't know why this is even coming up, but I'm going to go with it, um, about how I don't give a shit if nobody buys my book. It's for one person. It's not about the money for me. And that, she's like, wow, that is such... Um, that really shows the change in growth for moving from the 3D to 5D embodiment because every single other book publisher out there is about the money, mm-hmm. right? And that's how you know you're switching with things because it comes to be a lifestyle and a state of being where you just don't engage in any of that anymore. And that's dilly dabbling, mm-hmm. right? It's you dilly dabbling when you still have one foot into how the 3D does stuff. So using the book as the example, it's like there's not one ounce about me that is publishing my book, our magazine, or running our publishing house to do anything with 3D, mm-hmm. right? And that's the difference with dilly dabbling is you still want to go and Dilly dabbling in the 3D. <laughs> when you use the word in the definition. Yes. Yeah, my grade seven English teacher is so mad at that right now. So we're going to wrap this up. And, um, you know, we, we just kind of ran with it today. The guides just said, you guys will know what to talk about. And it just kind of came out of us. And I really hope that you guys see the impact of what it means to be a light and what it means to be you guys. And you're so much more than you give yourself credit for. Mm-hmm. Period. And it is that day-to-day. This is a state of being. And before we go, Carly, it's it's not a club. It's not a club. It's not something you're in or out of. And it's not something you get kicked out of. It's a state of being. Like Scott just gave you the analogy. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like I would never go back to eating the way that I did before. It's not even a question. Oh my God. Do you know what I have a craving for? Dilly bars. Mm-hmm. 